Well, you may be familiar with the single girl. Many of us watched Carrie Bradshaw on Sex and the City, but more women in real life are staying single. So why is that? Welcome to Tw- Trending. I'm Andrea Tanteros. Joining me is Melanie Notkin, author of Otherhood, which is a book that's sweeping the nation, and a lot of women are racing out and they're buying this book because it's resonating with them, Melanie. Why are so many women staying single more than ever before? Because we won't settle for a lesser love. Because we want the right relationship, and we're waiting for that right relationship before even becoming mothers. So we now have the financial security and all of the education and the independence as modern women to wait for the right love, and we won't settle for less. I think the most offensive part of this Fox News clip is that I had to spend 15 minutes of my time fixing their crappy audio. Listen to this. It sounds like I'm at the airport. As modern women, to wait for the right love, and we won't settle for less. You would think that a professional studio with millions of dollars in the budget would be able to outdo a random guy on the internet with almost zero experience in audio engineering. That's just the quality we've come to expect from mainstream news. But that's not the only thing that meets our expectations. Even Fox News, which is supposed to be for conservatives, blames men when women waste their youth. Talk a little bit about what's wrong with the guys. Because we were talking earlier, what what is prompting all of these single women looking for love? It seems to be maybe an issue on the other side of the gender aisle. When I see stuff like this, I think back to my childhood in the late 90s. The Oxygen Network had just come on TV, and my annoying aunt was so happy to finally see a channel just for women. I asked her why there were no channels exclusively for men. At that point, Spike TV wasn't a thing. But she responded, because every channel is for men. Really? Every sitcom where the husband is a fat loser and the wife is a genius that can do everything? That show is for men? Every commercial where the wife has to bully the husband into buying the product, like that annoying Sears air conditioning commercial that was on every five seconds back in the 90s? I cannot live another day without air conditioning. Says tomorrow's gonna be hotter. Hotter? Like yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday you said you'd call Sears. I'll call today. You call now. I'll call now. If you ever needed more proof that TV is entirely for women, then just look at how they never criticize women, but always shit on men. However, that's beside the point, because right now, we have a very pressing issue. Women are ending up childless. But have no fear because our Twitter warrior, Savvy Auntie, is here. My God, have you ever heard of a more sad Twitter handle for a 45-year-old woman who wanted kids but wasted her youth? I'm the cool aunt. I gotta tell you, I had two childless cool aunts in my family. Both of them are miserable, and both of them have severe psychological issues. But let's indulge. Let's hear what our savvy aunt has to say about the problem of childless women. I think it's an issue on both sides, and that I think the feminist feminism, the movement, was wonderful, and we have so much to be grateful for. However, I think it became a little confusing for Generation X, and that here we are, these modern, independent women, and we were told, well, in order to be uh, equal to men, we had to be more like men, and we started to literally meet them in the middle for a date, and the men were like, well, I don't want to be called a chauvinist pig, so I'm going to lean back and I'll let her pick the restaurant and I'll, I'll let her take charge. And meanwhile, 
Well, that dynamic doesn't necessarily work for a lot of women. We want a man who's going to pick that restaurant, be a little chivalrous, a lot chivalrous on that date. And that was the number one complaint I got from women, no matter how well-educated they were, how financially secure they were. Really, bottom line, with all the women I interviewed, pick the restaurant. Did you guys notice that during this segment, she blames everyone but women? She said both men and women are at fault, but then proceeds to blame feminism for misleading women, and then says that men have to pick the restaurant. What specifically do women have to do? These dumb news reports always tell everyone to change, except for the women who are watching who actually have the problem. It's always someone else's fault. So I think it's a little bit of both. Women have to learn, as we know, to lean in at work, but lean back at night and vice Mm. versa for men. Okay, I get what you're saying here. Men should lean in at home by doing all the work in the relationship. And then after taking on all that responsibility, when they get to work, they should lean back to let a less qualified female take charge. And I say less qualified because if she was good, then he wouldn't have to step back and give her a chance to lead. If she was actually more qualified, she would just be the leader. Thanks, feminism, for all this responsibility. Yes, feminism. Thanks for giving women so much agency and responsibility. Before I get to this next point, let's hear a word from this video's sponsor, Sandman. Zuck the cuck drinks water like a duck, but he also drinks your data. So tell him and Google to shove your data up their schwing-schwangs by downloading the Brave browser. It's free, blocks online advertising, and protects your privacy and data from evil tech companies. You only see ads if you want to see them, and you get cryptocurrency for your attention. Don't let Zuck use you to make a buck. Download Brave by clicking on the link down below. All right, back to Fox News. Um, Yes, we have a lot of choices, but the best choice which feminism Mm -hmm. gave us was to wait for love. That's actually not a good thing. Having a ton of options is only a positive outcome when you know how to filter out all the low-value choices. When faced with a bunch of different things to choose from, a smart person realizes that those choices are going to end up as a Pareto distribution. 90% of the options are going to suck, and 10% of the options will be better than the rest. So you ignore the 90% and focus on the few choices that are good by making sacrifices. The problem is, you see many women who don't want to make sacrifices listen to feminists and then try to pick up everything all at once. That leaves them paralyzed with too many options, and then they just end up choosing nothing by the time they hit the wall. This is how you get tons of unmarried women who are over 30 saying they are still trying to find themselves. And Clementine is in her mid-30s. She's an actress and writer. Correct. I'm still trying to figure out my place in this world and my purpose. When exactly are you going to find yourself? When you're 50? I mean shit or get off the pot? Or are you just covering up for your failure to make good decisions? These women always want to make it look like it's their choice to be unmarried and childless at 35 years old. However, if you listen to this Jesse Lee Peterson panel, you'll hear that Clementine, our mid-30s cat lady, is unmarried because she is a bad person, not because she hasn't found the right guy yet. He wouldn't want her even if she found him. She is so embarrassed about this that she is the only one on the panel who didn't give her exact age. These women try to look detached, but always get so offended when you call them on it. It's so obvious that they care they aren't married or childless. Don't take my word for it, though. Take it from my favorite evil spinster, Shallon Lester. Like, I 
remember somebody saying to one of my friends, like, oh, you're you're childless. And she's like, I am child free. Okay. Keyword there is free, not less. The word is I'm not less because I don't have a child. And I was like, she was doing this to like kind of a stranger, but I was like, oh, it was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not less because I don't have something that you have valued as your number one priority, right? You were only offended because you care. If a stranger walked up to me and said, oh, you don't have a Ferrari? What a loser. I wouldn't give two shits because I don't want a Ferrari. But you care so much about your failure to find a man that you are even trying to change the words. Shallon's friend isn't the only one doing that. They changed the word to child-free in the Fox News clip, too. Only 5% of adults are child-free by choice. Well, it's not their choice, so I guess by doing the reverse math, that would make 95% of those women childless. Very, very few women don't want to have kids. Honestly, I think very few people want to miss out on having children. But women in the media are trying to make it seem like it doesn't matter because they don't want to admit that they are one, not desirable, or two, made a bunch of bad decisions and wasted their youth. Speaking of wasted youth, remember this interview with Emma Watson? I never believed the whole I'm happy single mm. spiel. Mm. I was like, this is spiel. Yeah. This is totally Isn't spiel. Isn't it interesting the stuff that we take I in know. and have to unpack? It took me a long time, but I'm very happy. I call it being self-partnered. Right, right. Wow, that's about as sad as a spinster who calls herself the cool ants. Actually, I'm surprised that last year when this happened, no one pointed out how annoying this interviewer was. The interviewer, Paris, feels the need to constantly mention that he is trans during the interview. I'm a trans woman, so I know my angles. Oh. I feel that too as a trans woman. Obviously, as a, a trans woman, it's quite complicated. <laughs> God, I think that is the most annoying thing that SJWs do. Well, as a woman, I mean, as a person of color, as a vegan, I just think that's horrible. If you constantly have to announce your identity before you state your points, then you are just saying that your point has no validity. If your idea is good, then it should be valid outside of your identity. But anyway, back to Emma. During this whole interview, she sounds completely naive. I don't really know how to explain it. It just sounds like she is missing crucial information on how the world works. Listen to how she describes being almost 30. Are we allowed to talk about the fact that you are going to turn 30? This was really interesting. So I was like, why does everyone make such a big fuss about turning 30? This is not a big deal. But blah, as an blah, actress. Blah. Cut to 29. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel so stressed and anxious. Wow. And I realize it's because there are, there is suddenly this bloody influx mm -hmm. of subliminal messaging around. Mm -hmm. If you, if you do not have a, if you have not built a home, mm -hmm. if you do not have a husband, if you do not have a baby and you are turning 30, and you're not in some like incredibly like, secure, stable place in your career, or you're still figuring things out. There's just like this incredible amount of anxiety. You get that anxiety because you don't have forever to have children. Do you not understand basic biology? This is why men get pissed. Women waste all their good childbearing years having sex with chads while they leave the good men the leftovers. This is why those men are saying fuck it when it comes to women. Statements like the one Emma just made have no sense of urgency. Well, 
Maybe I'll go to college for a few years after. Maybe I will start a career. And then by the time I'm in my 30s, I can start thinking about having kids. Then it just never gets done. And she claims she's still trying to find herself eight years after being in one of the most successful movie series of all time. Emma feels anxiety because she has already blown past most of her youth while still being single. She still looks kind of young, but in a few years, no decent guy is going to want her. However, in her mind, there is no time limit. So she just sits there in limbo and never decides which choices are the 90% that suck and which choices are the 10% that are good. You need something to force you to do that. A life with no stress will make you weak, and maybe that's why Emma sounds so naive as an adult. She's been a millionaire since she was a teenager and hasn't really been required to do anything in years. One of the most damaging philosophies that was given to our generation is, don't worry, you have time. No, guys, you don't have time. If you are ever going to get anything done, you need a good plan and then not enough time to accomplish it. You need the stress to do good work. If you have six months to write a paper for your English class, do you get it all done at the beginning? Or do you wait until the last week when time is about to run out? People without deadlines or stress don't get things done, especially creative people. Do you think I do all these videos ahead of time? Absolutely not. I have specific deadlines for each portion of the video, and I hit every single deadline at the last minute. If it wasn't for the deadlines, my videos would never get released. Now, some people are capable of getting stuff done right away, but most people aren't. Most people procrastinate, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Some of my greatest ideas come to me while I am being unproductive. Usually great ideas are created by putting in a little bit of work at the start and then leaving it for a day or two to allow your brain to process the idea. However, you do have to have some kind of defense against over-procrastination. Every meaningful goal in life, whether it's small or large, needs to have a time limit or you won't do it. Not to mention, if you don't have a time limit, then it's hard to measure your success or failure. If you are trying to lose weight, you might say, in eight weeks, I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, it turns out that you lost 15 pounds in those eight weeks, so you can say to yourself, okay, I guess 10 pounds was too easy. I know now to shoot for 15 pounds in eight weeks. Maybe you only lost five pounds, so you say 10 pounds is too much, and then back it up to five. Or you spend time figuring out why you missed your goal so that you don't miss it the next time. If you just say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, but don't give a time frame, you lose a major tool that allows you to track yourself and make sure that you are on the right path. When you set a deadline, you are defining success so that you are able to tell if you are successful. Or... Maybe that's not what you want. Maybe you don't want to define success because success defines failure. Maybe you want to become like that mid-30s Clementine who is still trying to break into acting and find herself. If that's the case, then tell me. Is it worse to spend nearly two decades as a miserable adult? Or is it worse to deal with a little failure now so that you could be much better off in the future? I think I will leave it at that. So if you like this video, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment and share. If you would like to support this channel, then you can do so with PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. All of those links are in the description or on my channel page. Last, if you haven't checked out my BitShooter Facebook yet, then you can do so by clicking the link in the description or on my channel page. Otherwise, see you in the next video. Thanks for watching.